When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. Yeah, exactly. And it was so yeah. smooth. I thought I was looking at myself back in my younger days. I really did. We won 60 to 0. How do you feel now, about that? You, why would you run up the score? We did. Do that? There's a, <laughs> I knew you just it. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. We always got to start this podcast would be in, in the back of my mind, Jake, thinking, where is Jake DeLome right now? Because as I was doing our countdown, you were slamming car doors. So I, I usually just wonder, but today I'm going to ask, where in the world is Jake DeLome? I'm at the same place I am at every Friday when we have this award-winning podcast. <laughs> in your truck, outside truck. the track, no. is that right? Yes, I'm at the track and I'm in my truck. Okay. Sometimes we, we sometimes we get door dings like your doors open or other ambient noise, so it's good. What I've gone through this. Well, I times think I do that on purpose. I do that on okay. purpose because if there's crowd noise, you have to you know focus. It's laser focused, Jordan. So if we have crowd noise, obviously you struggle with kind of coming through in the clutch. And it didn't bother <laughs> me one bit if I have crowd noise on my end. So uh, well, that's because you got the cadence. You're the one. You can't. You know exactly when the ball is going to be snapped because you're the one dictating that. Okay, so I've had to focus in on your voice for a lot of years, and you make it difficult now. What I've asked you numerous times, but currently, what's the what do you do up till today? Right now, it's ten fifteen Eastern time, Friday morning. What have you done thus far today? Uh so I got up at four forty normal time. Mm-hmm. I had my coffee, watched the weather, the news a little bit. Get it, get dressed, come to the track, and let's see. We had to uh, work X Clown today. He's on the comeback trail. We gave X Clown a work. So, like a scrimmage. He's getting old, isn't he? Isn't he getting old? No, no, he's just three. He's just three. He's he's okay, just fine. 
And then we had to take a couple of um, young ones that they haven't run yet. They're two. Um, one's the name is 50 Protection, by the way, just in case Ooh, you were yeah. wondering. That's an awesome and we had to go protection to, for a right tackle. It's an awesome. Double team. It, yes, it is. Double team. Because it's double team <laughs> and it helps you. And we had to go to the starting gate. And to, he's, he's kind of in the acclimation period. That's where they break out the gates and teaching him that and slowly break out the gates. You know, just little things like that. And then we had to gallop another one. He is a gray horse, a lot of white in him, and his name is Henning, after Dan mm. Henning, because Dan Henning loved gray racehorses. So, and he loved 50 Protection. And he loved 50 Dan protection. Henning, our offensive coordinator for what, Jake? Three years? Our first three years in Carolina? Yes. Maybe? Uh, four. Three, four, four five, years. and six. Yes. He completely spoiled me for being an offensive lineman in the NFL because I came in playing right tackle. We put in 50 protection, which is if the Mike linebacker was to the left side of the center at all, Dan Henning would have us say Packer, and we would slide the whole O-line left, which would make me double team with Kevin Donnelly on the defensive tackle. And that would put our – was it our tight end or the fullback – one-on-one on, one on the defensive end to the right, Chris Mangum. So it was a horrible protection for Chris Mangum. But I got to – either way, I got to double-team. It was phenomenal. I double-teamed all my way all the way to the Super Bowl, Jake. And then Dan Henning left, and that protection was gone. Yeah, but my, the, yeah. The, what I remember about that protection, we were playing the Baltimore Ravens in 2006. So Dan was still there. We're in Baltimore, and they were loaded. I mean, Rex Ryan, I believe, was the D coordinator – and from Samari Roll, Deion Sanders is on that team. Um, Ray Lewis, Bart Scott, Adelius Thomas. I mean, they, they, they were rolling. Well, we were running 50 protection. And anytime the tight end would engage, would go to block, the backer would blitz. And Chris would try to help and then try to pick up Ray Lewis. And so Chris <laughs> came to the sideline and Chris said, hey, you have to let me get off the line of scrimmage and put Musin Muhammad on the line of scrimmage. He said, I need to have that extra yard. He said, because I can't block the guy. Well, Mike Mazur got upset with Chris. We didn't practice it that week. We're not going to do it that way. And Chris raised his voice and Chris said, hey, I can't block Ray Lewis. I'm just telling you right now, I cannot <laughs> block him. If you get somebody else to block him, fine. But I can't unless you let me get a line off the line of scrimmage. So everybody was like, hey, Mike, just let him get a line. Uh, uh, let him line up a yard off the line of scrimmage. He'll help out. Because Ray Lewis uh, is mean, uh, very difficult to block. Meanwhile, I was double teaming my way to an A grade on that game. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, that's Good a bit. Stuff. Well, memory lane, Jake. We could do that all day. Uh, big football week. Last week on our show, we did not even talk about the upcoming game, so we got to do that this week. Okay, quick, give me – you got two minutes. Give me your thoughts on last game, last week's game against Atlanta. Pretty awesome fourth quarter drive was my favorite part, the 14-play drive there late in the game. O-line did awesome. That's my thoughts. Give me yours. I have to echo what you said. O-line did great. Defense came up with big stops when we needed to get big stops. Uh, Burris on the huge interception. Um, Mike Davis, I, I don't think you can say enough about him. Uh, the receivers, Bridgewater being in complete control, checking to the play when they're an empty, bringing Curtis Samuel into the backfield to run a dive in the middle. And because he recognized six defensive backs on the field 
and Curtis Samuel running through Keanu uh, Neal, the strong safety, and keep going for a first down. I just thought it was a complete team effort, uh, speed on the defense. The thing that I was so encouraged, and maybe nobody noticed this game, and I did, when it became four minutes or less. So after four minutes in the NFL left in the game, the clock will continue to run, you, you know. Um, so you can't go out of bounds. But the quarterback, you follow the football after a handoff. You don't worry about carrying out a fake. If you have a lead, you follow the ball. In case there's a fumble, you can be there to fall on it. And that's one of the first things I noticed, Teddy kind of jogging behind and running behind the running back. And it made it warmed my heart. I was so happy mm. to see that because you know what? That's game managing. The greatest compliment you can give a quarterback is to call them a game manager. And that was game managing. So I was so proud watching that. So that's my two minutes. All right, good. Well, now general Panther talk more than a game manager though, Teddy in the offense, Jake, it's super fun to watch Robbie Anderson. Mr. Yeah. Only a deep ball threat previously, and there's been a lot of articles written about it this week, how he's a, you know, every down receiver all over the field. 76% catch rate, Jake. That's pretty darn good. And DJ Moore last week doesn't mean he's good, but I think he is. He ran over 21 miles an hour on the field. 21 <laughs> seen point, point, yes, 21.52, yeah. the fastest time yet this year by a receiver. And it looked like it looked like me running. Just smooth, natural, um, yeah. and, and just Leaving people how fast. In you, yeah, exactly. And it was so yeah. smooth. I thought I was looking at myself back in my younger days. I really did. Well, it the offense is amazing. You lose Christian McCaffrey. And then how good of a job by our scouting department and our coaching staff to bring in Mike Davis. Now you got Christian McCaffrey. All right, you go take five weeks off or whatever it's going to end up being. Let's bring in Mike Davis, and not only are you going to do awesome, you're going to lead the league in broken tackles, which is probably a stat. If I could have any, I'd want my running back to have is leading the league in broken tackles, Jake. It's, and then when we get them back, both back, what an awesome problem to have. Uh-oh, we got too many phenomenal running backs. What are we going to do? It's just I'm excited. I know what honest, I would do. Jake. I know what I would do when Christian comes back. Yeah. I would line him up at wide receiver a great deal and put Mike in the backfield and say, okay, guys, cover us now. Cover Christian. You ever seen Christian run a route outside? I did. Yeah, there's not many receivers that can run routes the way he can. So give every type of uh, headache to a defensive coordinator you can. That's a good idea. Do you think Christian McCaffrey can run 21.52 miles per hour? Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> it's probably going to be – we're going to find out this year. No, it's it's great, Jake. The bad news, we lost some guys this week. Well, Curtis uh, – excuse me, Dante Jackson was out after one game. I thought Troy Pride Jr. came in and did a great job after kind of seeing limited action the last few weeks. We'll see if Dante's back. But the big one, K.K. Short, surgery on his shoulder, Jake, out for the year for the second year in a row. Brutal. Shows how even more important the draft pick was with Derek Brown this year. Zach Kerr is going to come in and be the primary replacement for KK, but just feel terrible for KK two years in a row after being so durable to start his career. And now he's had a rough couple of seasons, Jake. That's going to be a tough loss for our D line. Very tough loss. Uh, disappointing for KK. Uh, and listening to Coach Rule uh, all through camp, just talking about how 
a veteran of his stature embracing the new techniques, uh, the new teaching habits, uh, and just kind of total buy-in. Um, and to go down with this injury, and it's the opposite shoulder. Um, so if there is some type of positive, I guess you could say, it's not the the repaired shoulder. That shoulder has come out great. Um, so hopefully get him back healed and get ready for next year. But I'm like you, Jordan. We got banged up a little bit last week. Yatir uh, Gross Matos hobbled off with an ankle. He hasn't practiced yet this week. Not sure his availability. Hopefully Brian Burns uh, can – get through the concussion protocol uh, and he'll be able to play. Cause man, he he's making plays for us, man. He's that, that length and that speed he's, he's affecting the quarterback and um, it'd be, it'd be huge if we can get him in uniform on Sunday. You said that he needs to get out of the concussion protocol. This was a very protocol laden week, Jake, in the COVID world. Panthers found out that a Falcons player tested positive. So we had emergency intensive, you, we, before we came on the air, I declared you our, co pro, our COVID protocol expert. So we're going to go live now to Jake DeLome in, in Brobridge, Louisiana, for an update on the COVID protocol the Panthers had to go through after their Falcons game. Jake? Well, Jordan, thanks for uh, tossing it over to me. So <laughs> whenever this came out, I was like, what? it popped up on my phone on the Panthers app. And I said, what does this intensive protocol entail? And I went through it and I'm like, my gosh, I said, how is this team? And you're kind of looking at all the different things that they have to do. The coaches, they can't have any in-person meetings in a room smaller than the full team room, practice or walk through. They can happen, but everybody must wear a mask. The players must wear the Oakley face shield. Um, you can only have 10 players work out in the workout room with five coaches um all your meals are grab and go you can only be in the locker room for 15 minutes or less with masks worn on all times so you know my mind starts thinking gosh how are you going to prepare to play a game against a four and one football team chicago bears and you have all these issues and then uh, this was before tuesday and then lo and behold tuesday night i'm watching the tennessee titans stomp a mud uh, you know stop a, a, a mud hole on the buffalo bills and they couldn't barely practice for the last week and a half. So it can be done. And I expect it to be done for us. How about that? Well, well, that's good. That's good insight from our uh, field reporter on the front lines of the COVID uh, procedures in the NFL. Thanks, Jake. No, I, uh, the professionalism that we're seeing amongst all NFL teams from the Patriots when, you know, they lose Cam right before a game to, you said at the Titans who, you know, there was talks about some illegal workouts and stuff going on while they were under record, excuse me, COVID protocol. But the ability for these guys to continue on and then all of us see a product on the field that's the standard that we're used to is just amazing and the ability to adapt. And if this season doesn't remove some of the stigma of, you know, like the dumb jock, and I've never believed that to be true because I've seen so many smart guys out there. But there's businesses that couldn't operate with the flexibility and mobility that the NFL is. And I understand there's dang near unlimited resources available for the NFL teams. But you just got to applaud the way that they're able to move and have virtual meetings and no practice. And then the next day practice and then, oh, we're not flying on the plane because the other team tested positive. Oh, now we are flying and now we're going to take two planes. I mean, 
it's pretty phenomenal to see what organizationally groups of people can do when there's a solid plan in place. So non-COVID related though, Jake, I know you want to talk about what the biggest NFL news this week, injury wise was Dak Prescott, his ankle fracture and dislocation uh, was an ugly injury. There was so much around Dak Prescott and the contract that he, uh, you know, supposedly turned down going into this season and, the money at stake and the injury and it hit home for me because it was very similar to something I had back in 09. And Jake, what, 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 what went through your head when you saw Dak on that field with his ankle pointing sideways? Well, Jordan, I was outside, uh, matter of fact, and we were doing some hurricane cleanup because we had a hurricane that passed through on Friday uh, into Saturday morning. So it was Sunday afternoon after the Panthers win. Uh, I had to go back outside, pick up, and I had my daughter, Lauren, she hollered at me, dad, come here. I said, what? She said, not good. And she had, we um, backed it up on the uh, DVR. And right when I saw it, my heart just broke because you never want anyone to get hurt and just to see the ankle turn the wrong way. Um, And then, so it goes through your mind, you know, long-term security, he turned down a deal. Um, Yes. I I understand he's making a lot of money this year, but that security. And then I start thinking, about Alex Smith. I watched him get in the game two hours earlier off of like 700 days of playing and all these surgeries because he had similar injury, yet he had an infection which caused numerous, numerous surgeries, follow-up uh, procedures. So I'm like, okay, please, you know, hopefully this surgery goes well. And then I start thinking about when you broke your leg the same kind of way against the Atlanta Falcons. And I could hear I know it was gruesome, but I could hear you holler and I look down and I see your ankle going the wrong way, going the other way. And I don't know if I was next to you or something. And the whole team just because you were one of our leaders, you're one of our captains. And but everybody just was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's our staple. That's Jordan Gross. And so what do you think the Cowboys are thinking the same way? That's our leader. And to watch McCarthy come out, Jason Garrett come out, um, it just – you heard for him. Hopefully surgery went well, all indications that it has gone well. And I know he's not out the woods yet, but hopefully he'll be back and, and, and good to go next year. But, man, it just gut-wrenching, very gut-wrenching. Well, you can pretty much recover. Alex Smith has shown, as you said, recover from any injury. Dak should be able to be back. It's going to be a lot of work, and I can – Mine was above the ankle, so I actually broke my tib-fib both in half. It didn't pop through the skin, but it was a complete break and kind of shredded up my tibia a little bit, and I had to go straight to surgery that day. But we're so fortunate as players, Jake, for the rehab resources we have, right? So Dak's entire job and his focus is going to be rehabbing and getting his leg and ankle built back. And so a year from now, he's – you know, like it never happened. I had a pretty eye-opening moment. I was playing after I retired. I was playing tennis in like a little men's deal at a tennis center. And another guy I was playing with really had a pretty significant limp. He was similar age to me, Jake. And he broke his leg in a similar manner that I did. I mean, a similar break, but he did it hunting, elk hunting way back in the mountains. And it broke and his friend, he got stuck between two logs as he was packing an elk out that he shot fell snapped it in half between two logs and then had to lay there on the hillside while his friends went and got help and a life flight had to come out like 12 hours later he's still laid on the mountainside he finally gets taken taken in 
Now this guy has to rehab and his normal life has to continue, right? Like his job and his family and all those things. And I saw the way that this guy moved and I'm not saying all the circumstances were the exact same. His was probably a little bit worse than mine. And then the way that I moved and you realize how fortunate you are. I know the injury for me and for Dak was caused by their occupation and it's a hazard of that occupation. But when you have so much time to focus into recovery, the human body can repair itself and return from a great, great amount of trauma, Jake. And so my point is, Dak's fortunate to be who he is, have this injury happen and, and know he's young and he can get back from that. It's going to require a lot of work. But the folks that go through some of this stuff without the resources that we have, Jake, it's it's a tough road for them. But uh, no, I agree. So. Uh, we said we got to talk about the upcoming game against the Bears because we did not do that last week. But before we do, big game last night for my JV football team, Jake. As you know, I coach both JV and varsity in my hometown, Fruitland, Idaho. Uh, our varsity's undefeated. Last night, our JV, our one-loss JV, put a put a pretty good performance out there, Jake. We won sixty to zero. How do you feel now, about that? You, why would you run up the score? Why we did do that. Here's what, <laughs> I knew you. Here's what happened. We're playing the Payette Pirates. All right. Uh, home of Harmon Killebrew, famous major league yes. Hall of Famer. That's probably the best athlete ever out of Idaho. Okay. But Payette is not known for a great football program. And what happened is they just had so few kids. They had 11 kids. They had 12. Then one kid got hurt right off the bat. So then they were down to 11. Then they got another kid hurt. So they were down to 10. And we had like 25 kids. So we kept, we, I mean, we were running just dive right, dive left, but they couldn't stop it, Jake. It was, it was tough. But I did, my son, Teddy, caught his first touchdown pass ever. This is his first year playing football. He's a freshman. Touchdown pass on like a Y throwback. It was sweet. So was that play he, put in specifically for Teddy, or is that something that's in the playbook? No, it's in the playbook. He's the starting tight end, but we don't throw the ball a lot, as we've covered on this podcast before. We rush for like 400 and some yards a game. So did Teddy, how, how, how did he celebrate? Um, kind of a, like he acted like he'd been there before, but he's never been I there like before. <laughs> <laughs> so, he did not spike the ball or anything, but I okay. don't think it'll be. This six, is, <laughs> yeah. Th this, this is my next question. So when they went down yeah. the 10 players, what, at what point in the game was this? There was fourth quarter and we went to 10 also. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. I appreciate you yeah. doing that. That that make that yeah. at least makes me happy. Okay. Well, and then I all took right. like we put all of our backups in, and then we even switched around our O line to unfamiliar position. Okay. So like I had a guy who'd never played center go to center, and we're not, you know, it's just one of those days. It's just the way it went. It was like a fumbled kickoffs by them, short field position or whatever, you know. But <laughs> it was a heck of a deal. Sixty zero. That was tough. It was tough. I do not think the Bears Panthers game will be sixty to zero though, Jake. No, four and I don't one think Bears. Yes. Yep. Four and one four Bears and at one, the three and two Panthers. I think it's a rejuvenated Bears football team. I'll be honest with you. Nick you Foles, know, QB. He's in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I love. I hate seeing quarterbacks struggle. Um, I just, I think that is the natural, I guess, position you want to see success for a lot of these guys. Um. But Trubisky, you know, it's it, the Bears just kind of it's like they won a couple of games, but it almost seemed like they're winning in spite of him somewhat. And they're down 16 uh, points to the Falcons. They put in Nick Foles and it's like a belief came over that football team.
and that team's playing a little different football because they're very good defensively. We all know Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Akeem Hicks. They've got some talent. Uh, Roquan Smith, linebacker, Trevathan. They've got some players. But I think folds give them just the, the mindset of, hey, we have a Super Bowl quarterback that's quarterbacking us. He doesn't get rattled if it's a mistake. He comes through in the clutch. And that's kind of how it was against Tampa uh, last Thursday night. They were down. They get a quick score before the half. They come down in the fourth quarter. They need a drive. Nick Foles make plays, kick a field goal. So this is a very confident football team that's going to be coming into Bank of America Stadium. Now, I think we're playing with some confidence also. Uh, you can kind of see that on our football team offensively, what we're doing and, and causing some stress to the defense. Red zone is going to be key, Jordan. We, we can't settle for field goals against this football team. The Bears offense is not overly high powered. So field goals, that's going to be our enemy. We, we, we've got to score touchdowns in the red zone uh, to, to get some points on this football team because we're, we're down up front on defense. I mean, we're, we're down some bodies right now. So I don't know if the Bears are going to try to come run it or, or how much of a pass rush. So, so I'm anxious to see what Coach Snow uh, comes up with, something different this week uh, to give the Bears problems. Well, the Bears, as you said, do have a very good defense, better in pass defense than the run. So Mike Davis and his league-leading 21 broken tackles will probably be getting a heavy workload again. And, and an up, not an update, but like not a last-minute update, but Christian McCaffrey technically – available to come off of IR next week, but it sounds like it'll be a few more weeks. So Mike Davis will be the bulk of the load for a few more weeks. But yeah, I would expect the Panthers O-line to be told this week that we're going to try our best to stay in manageable down and distance, run the ball a bunch, because the worst thing that the Panthers offense could do is put themselves in a position where they got to sling it a whole bunch against that defense. It's really been designed to shut down the pass, in my opinion, but should be a fun game. I love watching games at Bank of America Stadium, Jake. I'm so excited. I bit my tongue this whole preseason when we were saying, you know, I heard the Panthers are going to be in the contention for the number one overall draft pick next year. And I'm looking at what we did in the offseason, and I'm just going like, I don't see it, man. And so it's been awesome to see the success, three wins in a row, and now a, a big game this week. So I like our odds, Jake. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. You never know. Uh no, Go ahead. I'm like you, and, and I never thought we would have been in the whole uh, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Uh, I thought we would have been a team in this division that um, I thought this Atlanta, we just knew you didn't know which way they were going to go. And obviously they've gone the wrong way with the, the total implosion there. Um, the Saints, to me, have looked like they're still very talented. And I know they're missing Michael Thomas. Um, they're not as powerful as I thought they would be. Tampa, I still think, is a good football team. Um, they're battling through injuries. But I just thought we were going to be a team that was going to knock out five, six, seven wins. I, I just didn't know where we were going to be because we were so young, you know, on defense. Because uh, I like the weapons. But, Jordan, I mean, we lose to Tampa because we turned the ball over four times. If not for that, I think we win that game. And then against the Raiders, we had the chance, and we get stopped on fourth down against a pretty good Raiders football team that – you know, this first-round pick receiver, Ruggs, is a stud for them, and he played against us uh, the majority until he banged up an ankle. They missed him, and that's why they had a couple of losses, and he's back for them. They beat the Chiefs last week. So we have three wins, but we should we could have had a little bit more. This team, I'm, I'm giving more credit to these players and these coaches. They're a little better than I thought. 
Their O-line's making me proud, Jake. I'm loving the Panthers O-line. And and front and center is an Idaho guy, Matt Paradis from Council, Idaho, eight-man football growing up. So, you know, the foundation's there, Jake. Every Panther great O-line has been anchored by an Idahoan. So we're just continuing on with that tradition. But, Jake, I always love talking to you, man. I've said it before, highlight of my week, and I can't get enough of it. Thank you, man. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Jake, I don't know if you're picking up on it, but I got a scratchy voice from coaching with a mask on because you got to yell so loud for people to hear you. So I'm oh, doing my best I that, can. I will not be on are IR. You that, you're that much of a yeller and screamer? Are you no, like just like the attaboys for a pancake okay. cross field with a mask on. You got to get those decibels up there to like 21.52, just like the miles per hour now, that uh, DJ you, Moore put do out. Do you jump? Like, do you jump up and down on the sidelines if I would watch? Oh, I get today. excited for success okay. of my guys, Jake. I am their I like biggest it. fan on it. game day. I'm their biggest fan. It. I'll give you an update next week. I think we're going to be playing for the conference championship. So get excited for that. It. All right. Good luck. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Again. Your work was outstanding. <laughs> Bye. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Wow, <laughs> wow.